We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Blue wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by TheraOne, NFL Sunday Ticket, and Bet Online. I am your host, Rohan Kadi, and not joining me today is my co-host, Ty Windish, as you could probably tell, because he's usually the one that does the intros. Uh, today's gonna be today's gonna be a little bit of a solo pod. I'm coming to you after the Bucks beat the Orlando Magic in Game Five, finishing up this series in a gentleman's sweep as they look to move on to face the Miami Heat in the second round. The Bucks beat the Magic one eighteen to one hundred four. 
However, this is not really a normal circumstance, given nothing is a normal circumstance, uh, considering that uh, the NBA playoffs are occurring in a bubble in Orlando, and, you know, there's a pandemic and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of problems going on right now. And one of the things that was addressed um, this week was the Milwaukee Bucks actually uh, walking out of their original time to play Game 5 against the Orlando Magic on Wednesday. They're walking out because of the um, the shooting at the hands of police by of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is just the back door, uh, backyard of the Milwaukee Bucks. And they made a statement. They felt like their voices were not being heard as much, so they felt like they needed to make a make a make a point to change uh, something, make make something that would let them stand out. And what they did is they decided not to play in their uh, original game five time on Wednesday, um, which caught every everyone off guard. Not really anyone knew what they were doing like beforehand. Not even the Milwaukee Bucks players knew that they were going to do this beforehand, a lot of them. But they did it. They sent a message. They stayed in the locker room for over three hours, according to reports, before they came out to make a statement. Uh, as as the news started to come out that they were indeed going to not be playing this game, uh, other teams uh, had to make a decision as well about whether they were going to play their games or not. Uh, Oklahoma City and Houston, they uh, didn't play, decided they weren't going to play their game. And by that time, d- the decision was already out of their hands as the NBA postponed all of the games that were occurring on Wednesday and even Thursday and Friday. So um, here we are on a Saturday and the Bucks are returning to play. And they, they had their message sent. While they were in the locker room, they were getting into contact with a lot of high-ranking officials in the state of Wisconsin, and they were trying to let actual change happen because we live in a world where there's blatant discrimination at the hands of law enforcement that occur uh, because of just the, simply the color of one's skin. And the Bucks and their players and correct, collectively the rest of the NBA players in the bubble, they decided that they were going to make their voices heard about that. So what they decided to do was they decided to strike their game. The The Bucks originally wanted it to be a forfeit, just a single one-off thing. The Orlando Magic did not accept that um, out of respect and solidarity, and the rest of the players and the teams followed suit. What happened in the meetings between the players and the owners, we'll never really know the true story, but what we do know is that the Bucks and the rest of the teams in the bubble are resuming play, and the NBA is forming a new coalition to deal with social justice issues. Um, and they've also turned every arena that has um, that the team owns, that like each individual team owns, uh, all of those arenas will be turned into polling stations uh, in the general election in November. So they're trying to enact actual change. And those on, those things only came about because... The players decided to have their voices heard again. Even the Bucks in general, when they, in their statement after being in the locker room for over three hours, they, uh, they called out the Wisconsin state legislature, and uh, after that, they actually decided to convene. Uh, the legislation did. So there's actual ch- change being made, actual progress being made, 
and the players are realizing their power and they the nba was sort of you know taking it away it was approved social justice the names on the back of their jerseys what uh messages can and can't be there so the players sort of felt like you know what their their voices weren't being as heard as much and now now they're being heard again and i fully support them i know ty fully supports them and we here on the Eurostep proudly support the players and their actions, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks in their original Game 5. Okay, a lot. one other thing that has happened, getting back to basketball-related news, which is not the most important thing. Uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, there was another award announced, an NBA award was announced. Uh, it was the Defensive Player of the Year, and as Ty and I sort of... Uh, figured out was going to happen on this podcast in the uh, previous weeks, months, however long time is going on. I don't really know at this point. But Giannis won the Defensive Player of the Year. He became, I think, the fifth player in NBA history to have a career uh, Defensive Player of the Year and uh, MVP, joining uh, Michael Jordan, Kevin Garnett, uh, Hakeem, and David Robinson. So, and Kevin Garnett, I think I said Kevin Garnett. Um, so yeah, that's pretty exciting. If anything, uh, I'm just a little bit disappointed that Brooke Lopez received four third place votes and that's it? Because uh, Patrick Beverly, give, he, he great defensive player, uh, received uh, one first place vote for uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, Bam Adebayo received two votes. Um, ben Simmons gets one vote. Brooke Lopez gets four, four, uh, four third place votes. Not even one second place votes, which probably means that he's not gonna make uh, all defense, which is just, or at least not gonna make first team all defense, which is just, just terrible. Honestly, he was the best rib protector in the entire freaking league. Um, and like, I'm not going to say that Giannis didn't deserve this award because he did. And he won by a landslide. Uh, he got 75 first place votes. The next highest was Anthony Davis with 14. Uh, so it was just, it was a landslide. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. And I guess not since it hasn't been announced yet, but it's kind of assumed that Giannis is going to win uh mvp for the second consecutive season so just the awards keep racking up this guy he's 25 years old i don't know if you guys are aware of that or not but he is still only 25 years old uh he becomes the second buck in uh history to win the award after the first two defensive player of the year awards went to uh the squid Sidney moncrief in 82 uh 83 and 83 84 seasons um so yeah that's amazing he uh you know, it, it was well-deserved. He's an insane help defender. He's an insane rim protector. It's, it's well-deserved. If anything, I'm just disappointed that Brooke Lopez didn't get more love because he definitely deserved more love. Even his, in his uh, even in his little video uh, acceptance thing that they did on TNT, he was sort of like, yeah, nah, nah, thanks for having my back, Brooke, or something to that. Um, something like that, he said. So... Yeah, Giannis won Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know what schedule they're going with on award announcements because it doesn't seem like it's any real schedule or anything, unless I'm missing something. If so, just tweet me. Uh, but yeah, we've so far, Coach of the Year has been announced and uh, Defensive Player of the Year has been announced. So congratulations to Giannis uh, for winning Defensive Player of the Year. 
and I know he says it's a team award. It is a team award like in this respect because uh, the Bucks did have the best defense. And Brooke Lopez was, you know, an integral part of this. So I guess I guess we are caught up with everything in regards to what happened before this game, I think. I think I've covered everything. So I guess we can talk about the actual game now, Game 5. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Orlando Magic 118-104. to uh, to complete the series, they win in five games. They should have won in four games, whatever. I'm not mad, you are. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like a run-of-the-mill Bucks win uh, because even though we hadn't seen this team play in a, uh, almost a week, uh, they still started to look more like their old selves again. Uh, we saw uh, we saw Chris Middleton get 21 points after... Uh, he, you know, he had 18 in the fourth quarter of game four. So we thought, hey, maybe he's going to get it going a bit. He had 21 tonight, uh, I guess this afternoon. Again, time, I don't know what it is. Uh, Giannis with 28, uh, 17 rebounds, three assists, three turnovers. Uh, I guess I guess the assist to turnover isn't, isn't great, but you know what? It's it's fine. He, he was a monster tonight. 11 of 17 from the field, three of six from three. He continues to shoot the lights out from distance in this series, which is just, it's just wild to see. Um, yeah, uh, the Orlando Magic didn't, they had like a bit, it was, it was a close game after one quarter, it was 26-21, but the second quarter is where they really blew it open. They, Milwaukee put up 41 points in the second quarter compared to Orlando's 29, 41 points in a quarter, which is just, it's insanely, it's, it's just wild because, like that's that's a lot of points obviously but it's just it's nice to see the offense start to get into a flow a bit if there's anything that i can really take away from this game it's that the lineups are still terrible i do not know why in the first half of this game we were seeing ursan playing you know ty and i were talking uh on previous episodes, I think it was after game game two, that we saw that Ursan didn't really play at all, uh, only coming in at garbage time, and we we thought he was out of the rotation, and we were really happy because he's he's not he's not going to provide you any value in a playoff series. Ursan is, especially when Marvin Williams is doing fantastic. Uh, Ty and I were texting uh, before the game, and he wanted this to be included in the episode. Uh, it's like, uh, when we were talking about, uh, thinking Ursan is being taken out of the rotation, he said, it's like if you, you think you're getting a puppy and instead you get student loan debt. So just, it's just, it's wild to see that Ursan still gets minutes. I mean, given, uh, he was the only buck in the first half to have a negative plus minus. Uh, so I, I don't know what he really brings to the table at this point especially because Marvin Williams is playing so, so well. He was four of eight from the floor today. He was four of five from three. So he was just missing. Just, he, he missed one three and he missed, uh, what is it, two, three, two other shots? Um, yeah. So he also had like seven rebounds and uh uh, like he had a key offensive rebound he was just playing good defense um he had this one insane block where i think it was james ennis was just like he was caught on the uh on the baseline 
and he just tried to put up a shot at the end of the shot clock and Marvin Williams just took it out of the air because James Ennis had like barely jumped. It was just, it was weird. Um, but yeah, it was it was wild to see that Ursan was playing. I, I do have more to say about the rotation, but I don't know. It just, it, I, it, it makes me feel a little upset. And when you get upset, you can get anything from, you know, tight muscles and everything. So what you need to do is you need to relax. Uh, because everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Worslin, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic but still contain up to 30% filler. And these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tinker to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now, through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something that TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. And you know what else is not compared to not coming back, which is Theragun's deal? You know what is coming back is NFL football. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels ne- never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to get the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and you use promo code BLUEWIRE. I'm not I'm not a seasoned veteran like Ty at doing those mid-rolls, so you know he, he can he can get those uh, crisp uh, segues in there, but I, I'm I'm starting I'm starting to learn a little bit. So before the break I was sort of talking about how Ursan and just the rotations in general were not you know, doing doing that well, and that really came to a head in the fourth quarter. So I think at um, what was it? It was the at the start of the fourth quarter, the Bucks were up thirteen. Which you know, sure, that's fine. Like, you know, that's a good sizable lead. Um, you know, everyone was starting to roll a little bit. Um, Giannis was getting into a little bit of foul trouble. Uh, I think he had, uh, what was it? He had five, he had his fifth foul called with under a minute left in the third quarter. 
but you know, still 13 point lead. You're fine. You've been up at max like 21 points in this game. In fact, being up 13 is a little bit of a disappointment, but you know what? You'll live with it. So yeah, like I said, start of the fourth quarter, they're up 13. And then all of a sudden, uh, with 739 left in the game, uh, it is 96 to 93. It is a three point game. So what happened there? What happened is that the the coaching staff for the Milwaukee Bucks decided to bring out their their you know their fun bench lineups again uh, for some reason. So it was I think the lineup was what was it Pat Connaughton, Kyle Korver, Urson, George Hill, and Brooke Lopez, like. I've said this before, but I do not know what those lineups are supposed to do, and they got killed. Like This is the Orlando Magic we're talking about right now, and these bench lineups are getting destroyed. So what happens, like obviously the Bucks are going to be moving on to play the Miami Heat now. So what do you do in those situations where it's a better team and... Even even if the Orlando Magic are killing these teams, what is what is the Miami Heat going to do to these lineups? What are the Raptors or Celtics going to do to these lineups? What are the um, Lakers or whoever comes out of the West, what are they going to do with these lineups? This is not really a good sign, considering this is, you know, this is a game where you really wanted to wrap this series up, right? You want to just, you know, complete it in five, and you're already cruising. This is just, it's been a constant problem with Milwaukee throughout Mike Budenholzer's tenure in that he just loves his bench players. Given it's not really, it's it hasn't been extremely detrimental this season yet because we haven't really gotten to the games that matter yet. We saw last season in the playoffs, given different personnel, obviously. But we saw that when they went to bench players and starters not playing as much, that's what ultimately led to their downfall. Shout out to Binge the Bucks. Always makes its way back. Always makes its way back. But we saw that this Magic team, who was already who was already sort of mentally checked out at this point, they were like uh, rough fouls, which is there was a flagrant on Terrence Ross, who was trying to get back at um, Markel Fultz not being called for a foul, I think. But and it wasn't even worthy of a flagrant. He just pushed Chris a little on a fast break. Like, he, I don't know. It's fine. I guess Tony Brothers making a call in favor of Milwaukee is not something that I should be complaining about, but I didn't really think it was a it was a flagrant. But, you know, like, Orlando realizes that they're not going to win this series. They're already down 3-1, and they're getting beat. So I don't, I don't really understand how that team is almost coming back into a game. This was a one-point game with less than eight minutes to go. Like I said... 93 to 96, uh, Milwaukee in front. After after it came down to a three-point game, uh, Milwaukee did make a timeout. They decided to bring in their star, uh, bring in some starters again. Like Wes Matthews came in for Pat Connaughton, uh, and right before that, um, Marvin Williams came in for Ursan Bledsoe came in. So it was. It, it was nice to see that he real Bud realized that, you know what, maybe I can't really roll with all of these, you know, bench guys because, you know, we're currently uh, on the brink of losing the lead in which in the third quarter is a 21-point lead. So 
I just, I don't really know if that's progress or that's like, oh man, I guess I have to do something now because the eighth-seeded Orlando Magic missing two starters are coming back into this game. So it's just, it's frustrating, especially because we know that the Miami Heat, I'll get into this a little in a little bit, but we know that Miami poses a tough matchup for Milwaukee. And just having these points in the game, these like solid stretches in the game, where you're just giving the other team points by putting in these lineups. It's just, it it's baffling that it still happens. And honestly, it's probably still going to happen as we move into the later rounds. And will that be the downfall of the Bucks? Who knows? But that's one thing I could point to right now that is a glaring problem. So we we covered this ad nauseum in our post-game four pod because, you know, the Bucks had a 3-1 lead, but it was still it was still uh it was still disheartening to see that it was sort of competitive at the end. Like sort of a close game of points. And that we saw that again today. Like I guess they went on a big run at the end and they did end up winning this game by what was it, fourteen points, which I guess is fine. You made up that deficit. But again, Orlando had already checked out. They're all ready to go back. They're ready to leave the bubble. You know, I think I think the policy is that they they should already have their bags packed. Like they they literally yeah they have their bags packed, ready to leave the bubble because they're in an elimination game and they're ready to you know like see their families again and be able to like you know uh, I guess safely be a part of society in the sense that you get to uh, not be restricted to the bubble, but. Yeah, it's just, it was so disheartening to see that even in these sort of situations, we still get those horrendous all-bench lineups that just, they just make everyone upset at this point. Like, I'm starting to get used to it, used to being upset about this, which is kind of a problem, in my opinion, but who am I? Who am I to say? I'm just, uh, I'm just a podcast host. So I guess I alluded to this earlier, uh, Miami Heat, tough matchup for Milwaukee, um, they will be playing on Monday, so quick turnaround. Um, Monday evening, I think. Uh, it's it's so on brand for me not to know what time it is, what time the game is at. Um, whatever. They're playing on Monday. I think it's Monday at like 5-ish something. If I'm wrong, which I probably am, I, I apologize. But it's not loading for me right now to pull it up. Um, but yeah. So this is the matchup that I really have been dreading, <laughs> dreading all season. Uh, during the hiatus, we had a lot of time to think about, you know, if the playoffs do resume, what's going to happen? And I just started to get more and more scared of the heat. Um, so I guess, I guess let me, let me sort of detail why. Well, so the first time that the Bucks beat the Heat this season was in that wild comeback in the seeding games. Like, does that count as the season? The seeding? Whatever. I'm just... It's semantics. Um, it's just... I don't know. The, the Miami Heat pose a tough matchup, especially for Milwaukee, and I think that's really mainly because of their combination of BAM plus shooters. Like, high volume, off the dribble, catch and shoot, whatever you need, shooters. Uh, two, the two guys that pop up really right away are obviously Duncan Robinson, who's decided that he is the greatest shooter on planet Earth. Um, and uh, T- 
Tyler Hero. I don't know if you Wisconsin people have ever heard of Tyler Hero. Uh, but yeah, those two, those two can make, especially Duncan Robinson, they just make ridiculous shots. And Eric Spolstra, uh, credit to him, great coach. Um, he makes it a priority, especially early in games, to really get, especially uh, like just to get them going, get the shooters going. It's like that old, I can't believe I'm about to do this. I'm not a football guy. But it's like that weird thing, like apparently it's not real, about like establishing like the run before the pass or something. This is like, I, apparently that's not even true. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just outing myself as not knowing anything about football right now, but I guess I just did. Um, but they're establishing the three-pointer early, early in games. And they just, they make it so teams have to, like opposing teams have to really worry about their shooters the entire game. They make it a point to get them in rhythm early in the game as soon as possible, which just opens up everything for Jimmy and Bam. Uh, and speaking of uh, Jimmy and Bam, great, great players. They were both all-stars this season. Uh, Jimmy is a seasoned all-star, uh, but Bam made his first all-star team this season. He's a candidate for most improved. He's a finalist, I guess I should say, for most improved player of the year. Um, great defender. Um, they've been playing him at the five mostly. It's just they've they've just realized that it's like you know what, let's just go for it because the be- the best lineups for the Miami Heat involve Bam at the five, so they're just like whatever. Let's just do it. It's fine. Um, but Jimmy. Jimmy Butler has really decided after making like no threes the entire regular season, he's decided to start shooting 57.1% from deep uh, this postseason, which is, which is scary because he's an, like, as an off, one thing that really bothers Milwaukee and led to their downfall last season because of, of Kawhi was just off the dribble threes. Because when they just set a screen and Brooke drops uh, and, you know, the ball handler can just take a pull-up three, that just kills Milwaukee's defense every time. And Kawhi made enough of those shots last season. Uh, but Jimmy Jimmy seems like he's going to be capable of making those shots against Milwaukee based on what he's done so far. I don't know if it's just like the shooter's gym mentality that's being touted about the bubble. But my guy, uh, shout out, shout out Jimmy Butler, Marquette guy, always a fan, uh, shot 24.4% from deep during the regular season, which is just atrocious. Like, I, I, it's just, it's terrible. And then to go to over 57% in the playoffs, like, did he just during uh, quarantine just take like 5 billion threes a day? Actually, no, we would know because he... He, he, Jimmy Butler's the guy who likes to he likes to know uh, that he's working harder than all of you. Um, so he would he would post videos or like tell us about how he got up at like one seventeen a.m. to go shoot like five thousand threes and then go take like a thirty second nap because that's all he needs because uh, he needs to go work hard uh, and then go take another couple thousand shots while also. Um, you know, having like some weights on his back or something because he needs to carry this team. Uh, and then he he just does that repeatedly until he just, you know, he feels he feels like he's done enough, but he never feels like he's done enough. So then he gets right back at it. Um, but yeah, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's shooting, Jimmy's shooting an insane 
57.1% from deep the postseason. And he's also, uh, Jimmy Butler is a great defender, which is which is a little problematic considering I think what they're going to do is they're going to put um, they're going to put Jimmy on Middleton and they're going to put Bam on Giannis. So they're taking their two best defenders and putting him on, putting them on the opposing team's best two players. You know what? Which is actually just a wild concept being a Bucks fan. Like, wow, you can put your best defender on the opposing team's best player? Like, imagine if you just had a defensive player of the year that you could just throw at someone. I don't know. Someone talked to Mike Budenholzer about that. Shout out to Mike Budenholzer, friend of the pod. I, we have determined that he listens to this podcast. Um, but yeah, it was just... It, it, it seems like they're just going to do, they're just going to cause a lot of havoc because Bam, Bam has shown at times to be a little bit of trouble for Giannis, but it based on, you know, that one seating, again, one seating game, not really a big sample size, but it seems like Bam isn't really a problem for Giannis anymore, uh, considering that when the Bucks finally decided to turn on their intensity, they just completely walloped the Miami Heat. Given Jimmy didn't play in that game, I get I should probably say that. But in terms of like the defense on Giannis, there was no real problem there. Uh, and who knows? Maybe Jimmy's defense won't really make a difference if Chris Middleton can't really get going. Um, but if anything, if anything needs to happen uh, in this series in particular, it's that. Eric Bledsoe needs to get going. Uh, what they've started to do uh, recently in their series against uh, Indiana, which they swept. Like, imagine a higher seed sweeping the opposing team. Uh, wild to Bucks fans. Uh, sorry, I'm being I'm being a little uh, I'm being a little over dramatic here. They did win in five, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, they started uh, having uh, Goran Dragic you know, start again after, you know, being relegated to the bench for a majority of the regular season. Um, uh, Kendrick Nunn, who has weirdly just completely fallen out of Miami's rotation altogether after being like on the a lot of people's ballots for rookie of the year, I'm sure, because uh, who knows when awards are being announced. But Dragic is back in the starting lineup and he, he's been he's been fantastic. But one thing Eric Bledsoe needs to do, he needs to torch his former Suns teammate. Were they? Yeah, they were all on the Suns at the same time. It was that weird point guard thing with him, uh, IT, and uh, yeah, Bledsoe, Dragic, and IT. Yeah, they went from all the point guards to no point guards. Yep, classic Phoenix Suns. Uh, but yeah, he just needs to, he really needs to attack the weaknesses in uh, Miami's defense. And that starts at the point guard position. Um right now so also what we could see maybe is uh Wes Matthews if they put him on Jimmy instead of Chris uh Wes Matthews just needs to you know abuse whoever whoever's on uh Duncan Robinson just needs to abuse him on defense too even though he's he can hold his own a bit but you know he's a little he's a little undersized like not undersized but smaller um so they just they really need to take advantage of the matchups when they're given to them so I don't know. We we saw that sort of in a bit of the seeding games. They were hunting Lopez, like Brooke Lopez mismatches. I guess Robin Lopez too. Robin Lopez just doesn't exist anymore, apparently. Uh, but Brooke Lopez, just whenever he's matched on a smaller guy, just feed him the ball, get an easy foul or two points. But they just, they just really need to attack Miami's backcourt. They really need to attack Miami's backcourt. So that requires Eric Bledsoe playing 
really, really well. Uh, which, you know, isn't too like much to ask for considering how he's been playing uh, so far in the postseason. Uh, tonight, I, gu- I guess I didn't even touch on Eric Bledsoe in regards to this game. Um, but he had he only had 10 points, 3 for 7 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. So he was just, he wasn't really focused on attacking the rim. Uh, he only drew one foul or one shooting foul. And he did, he did have 8 assists, which is a lot. Uh, Chris had 7. So they were dishing the ball, but we really need Eric Bledsoe to be aggressive in terms of his own scoring. Like him and Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews, after, you know, not having, after, sorry, having really good three-point shooting uh, in the first couple games of the series, um, went one of seven from deep. So hopefully this is just a one-off, but so he can get it going. So we, it's just the backcourt for Milwaukee, I'm trying to say, is going to be really, really important uh, for this team. Uh, I guess I can, I guess I can give predictions. Uh, I think... As the great Jordan Tresky uh, alluded to on Twitter, um, this is the first time the Bucks are mashing up with the Heat in the playoffs. I think since the infamous Brandon Jennings win in six, I think. Um, so it would only be it would only be right for the Bucks to really win this series in six. I think Milwaukee is going to face a challenge here. Miami is going to win at least one game, probably two games. So I think a solid win in six prediction is, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. I still think Miami, I mean, excuse me, I think Milwaukee is still clearly the better team. It's just a matter of can they take advantage of the right matchups or can they, is their uh, mentality of we have to play our way, is that enough to beat this Miami Heat team? who poses a lot of challenges for Milwaukee. So, yeah, I'm just going to say uh, we're, they're going to win in six. Uh, hopefully uh, the Bucks don't get swept, which is what happened. When, I just, I don't know. It's so funny to me that winning six is, uh, is, such a, is such a historic thing in Bucks lore. And then they, they just got swept that series by LeBron's Heat. Like it's just it's just amazing. It's the most Bucks thing ever. But yeah, I guess yeah, win in six. Win in six I think is a good is a good prediction and I guess we'll see um who they would potentially face in the conference finals as Toronto and Boston um get started on Sunday, I'm pretty sure. So that's gonna be that's definitely gonna be a fun series. I think I think I still want Boston to come out of that matchup as uh, as as the like uh, if I'm in the interest of Milwaukee. So because I still think Toronto's defense uh, poses such a big challenge for Milwaukee, and I think uh, the Bucks match up with uh, Boston so much better. So I'm just, I'm gonna say that I'm rooting for. Um, I'm rooting for Boston. That just feels gross. Can I can I just have both of those teams lose? It's just I don't want to I don't want to say I want Boston to win because I never want Boston to win. But I don't know. It's just it's going to be a fun series regardless. It's just a basketball fan. So I guess we'll see that and we'll see what happens with the um, with the Bucks in their series against Miami. Um, I think I think that's all I have. I think yeah. 
I think that's all I have for today's episode of the Eurostep. It was. I hope you enjoyed this solo little excursion. Um, I certainly have enjoyed it, kind of. So, I mean, not kind of. I did enjoy it. It's fun. Um, but it's so much better when Ty is on. And I think we should be, we should be, we should be good for uh, a post-game pod on Monday after game one. Uh, but I, in regards to this episode, I'd like to say thank you for listening. Uh, if you did enjoy, please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you tell your family and friends about the show and check out all of the content being put out across the Blue Wire Network. Um, like I said, we hope to be back with you after Monday's uh, Game 1 against Miami. But before I let you go, got to talk to you guys about our, our long-standing uh, partner, Bet Online. Uh, as you guys know, the NBA and NHL are going for the gold as they play in the playoffs in their respective bubbles. And, the, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. In addition, the MLB season is pushing into the fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com